Welcome in and good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. Today, Friday. Oh, we got a loaded Friday today. Loaded. Uh, If you want to find the program, uh, which it's pretty easy to do, if you'd like to track us down, you can do that. Uh, Simply uh, download the app. You can listen to us on the Zone Madison, the Zone Madison app. Uh, You can also find us over on Twitter. Uh, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can track us down over on the uh, the Facebook fan page, The Bill Michaels Show on Facebook.com, Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. You can also find us on Instagram that way. But YouTube, that's uh, a great way to watch the program. Go to YouTube.com. Subscribe there. Like it. Whatever it is you need to do. Uh, we always appreciate it. Uh, go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Uh, YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Same thing on Twitch TV. If you download the Twitch app or the Kick app, you can follow us at those places as well. And also, uh, you can email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. The website is thebillmichaels.com. And uh, I mentioned the app. Then you got Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, all those particular ways to find us as well. What a night last night. Here's the question, though. Grant, I will ask you right away. Uh, was last night more about the Chiefs and uh, the ineptitude when it comes to catching the football and some of the mistakes they made, or was it about the Lions' grit and intestinal fortitude in winning on the road at Arrowhead? Well, first of all, Bill, outstanding question. That's why you're the big unit. Uh, <laughs> let me think. I think maybe more about the Chiefs because I, I think everyone wanted to believe in the Lions and, and right. wanted to bind to Dan Campbell. Um, I think last night was more a, a shocking realization that if Travis Kelsey isn't healthy, the Chiefs have awful wide receivers. They suck. Right. Well, here's the thing, though. Kadarius, Tony, and company, I mean, those, those some of those receivers helped them win a championship last year. Mark Wazada-Scantley helped them win a championship last year. I mean, they they made plays last season. It just looked like it looked like Kadarius Tony had – for lack of a better term, like he just had the ghosts or the yips or something. He just, it, it he just did. It, when when Chris Collinsworth last night, I thought made a very poignant comment when he said that was a a lack of confidence catch or attempt, and that's what it looked like. That ball that was thrown behind him. Now it, it's not the easiest you know ball in a you know world to catch. I understand that, but last night that was that was that lack of confidence catch. And that's what it looked like to me. He, he, I mean, the one that bounced off his hands for the pick six, he was already starting to look downfield. That was just just concentration. But the one that was behind him, that just looked like he just didn't have confidence in catching the football. Like he just didn't – he didn't have it. And so, on one hand, I agree. But I keep coming back to the Lions and thinking they utilized everything that they had had. And now they've they've they continue to win. Now what is it? Uh, nine out of their last, or ten out of their last twelve, or something like that. They've won. Uh, they believe they have this this grit, and, and I agree with that. Now, can they win every game like that? Of course not. They're going to have to get a lot better. But I, in that atmosphere last night, it was loud. It was crazy down there at Kansas City, and they just kind of held their own. Jameer Gibbs is a real deal, man. Jameer Gibbs can run the football. And they've got a run game now. They've got some decent guys to throw to. Amra St. Brown still looks incredibly solid. So I, I I think the Lions are real. I don't know how real. We didn't see a lot out of them to make you go, wow. By the way, let me say this. Miking up 
Hutchinson's parents was terrible. Did anybody else look at it that way? Did you did you did you watch when they kept cutting over to Aiden Hutchinson's parents, and his dad would just yell, "Way to go, Hutch!" And his mom didn't even have a clue as to what was going on in the game. She kept saying, "What happened? What happened?" She's got the big thing that she had said was, "Check out my big binoculars." <laughs> that was it. There was nothing to that. I hope they don't do that all season long. I saw a lot of uh, negative tweets about it. I, I called uh, I called a friend last night, talked on 10 minutes on the phone or whatever, so I had it on mute. And then I checked Twitter when I came back. I was like, what did, what did Aiden Hutchinson's parents say that was so bad? Because all I saw was tweets about them being mic'd up. Right. I, I, I didn't see anything. It was just anything that was relevant was just, his dad just yelling, way to go, Hutch. And his mom watching the game and not having a clue as to what happened. I mean, it was like we, we were going to get this in-depth, you know, insight or something from his parents. And so they mic'd him up because, you know, dad is this bullish, you know, former player and coach. And, and mom was going to be this in-depth, you know, person giving him, you know, things about her son it, it was just what well, she just kept turning to dad going what happened I, I it's like are you watching a game are you are you in the stadium or you're just like one of those you know those droid things it's just it's there but you really you're, you're kind of a one of the like a hologram or something so that was it i there was nothing to that 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 was that was terrible but all in all good night for the uh, detroit lions i thought it was a sloppy night for the kansas city chiefs where they got a lot of work to do as far and they're not when it comes to the Chiefs, and I know the big question today is, can they go out and get somebody? The answer is really no. They, they, they can't. I mean, first of all, they're pretty cash-strapped. I mean, once you start getting to the point that your quarterback is making the kind of money that he is, you're kind of cash-strapped. The Kansas City Chiefs don't have a ton of cash to begin with to just go out and start throwing it around at guys. That's first and foremost. And then secondly, I mean, the bottom line is that you know, there's only so many guys that are that are out there that could possibly help them. It says right now their estimated cap space is only twelve million bucks. Patrick Mahomes this year against the cap is making forty million dollars, thirty nine point six, eighteen percent. Which you know what that tells you. You know, last year last year he broke the record by by winning with fourteen percent because it hadn't been done up until last year. Now eighteen percent, no, not going to happen. Not going to happen. They don't have the money to go out and spend on other guys now. And that's going to be something they're going to have to eventually deal with. The other, speaking of uh, speaking of money, oof, did you see the money that Joe Burrow got? Joe Burrow just got paid. Paid. Uh, Cincinnati doesn't have much money uh, to spend either, but Joe Burrow just got his, uh, his gauge. He got, what was it, $200-plus million of guaranteed money. He is now the highest-paid player. In the National Football League, Joe Burrow just cashed in. Cashed in. $219 million guaranteed. Yeah. Crazy money. Crazy money. But Joe Burrow, you knew he was going to get paid. They got T. Higgins. They got to get paid. Two, five years, $275 million with Cincinnati. You know what that means? That means in a few years, if he continues to play this way, and God forbid he wins the Super Bowl with him, he's going to get that uh, thing restructured yet again and get more gauge down the road, but they still have to get T. Higgins and Jamar Chase in. I, I honestly, with all of his talk and bravado, I thought he might take a little bit less money. But 
not no, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Five year, two hundred seventy five million dollar contract extension, uh, two hundred nineteen million in guaranteed money. The highest paid player in league history, which we keep saying that about every deal damn near. Now, Chris Jones, wasn't it awkward seeing Chris Jones, the holdout right now from Kansas City, sitting with his agent? They must be feeling like they're going to get a deal done for him to be sitting in the crowd last night down at Arrowhead. Well, I think you got to think, right? They said on the broadcast he hadn't talked to a member of the Chiefs front office in over a week, so things had kind of stalled out. And I think he's he's clearly said he's willing to sit out through week eight because after week eight he needs to come back to get credit for playing the final year of his contract. But I I Mm -hmm. agree, Bill. It's I don't want to say that it was a selfish look because he's looking out for his his money and trying to get what he deserves. But it was a bizarre look to have him. Up in the box. It was weird. Yep. He was sitting up in the box last night. I don't know whose box he was in, whether it was his or somebody else's, but um, sitting up there with the agent, with the agent nearby, and uh, kind of patting him on the knee throughout the game and watching him watching him take a loss. And uh, and he's probably saying, hey, uh, Gibbs doesn't run for as many yards if I'm sitting there. So maybe that uh, you know spurs the Kansas City Chiefs on to get him back in place because now uh, can you imagine having you, you pretty much have maybe a two, two loss season for the rest of the way. If you're still going to get the number one overall seed. I mean, if that's the way you're thinking as a defending champion, then we've got maybe two losses now the, out of the next 16 that we can afford. Otherwise we're going to end up either as a play in team, uh, a team that can win the division, but still have to have to play in that divisional round weekend. Uh, otherwise, they don't. They're not going to get the buy. So anyway, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Meantime, you got the Green Bay Packers. Packers getting ready to take on the Chicago Bears. We're going to hear from Mike Clemens a little bit later on today. We got Tyler Dunn of Go Long TD, who's got an announcement to make on the program today. So we're going to talk to Tyler Dunn coming up uh, a little bit later on the program as well. Uh, we've got a lot to get to. Brewers get a little bit of a breather last night as the Cubs take a loss which means the Brewers gained a half game, now sitting two rather than a game and a half up, two games up. So they're breathing a little bit. Now it's, uh, it's kind of the stretch run, if you will. Uh, and in the meantime, you got the Badgers looking for a little revenge going to Washington. So we got all of that upcoming today. But last night uh, we finally saw football kick off, and it was, it was a nice, relaxing, enjoyable night last night. I did not grill out last night. I was going to. I didn't. Ended up going to the Texas Roadhouse. Had a big margarita, some chicken critters. Sat and watched some of the game there, came home, laid in bed, watched the rest of the game last night. Was, uh, by the time I got home, I was just like, dad, the hell with it. I'm going to go grab something to eat, come back, and uh, just take it easy. So that's what I did. Speaking, of, uh, today. speaking yes. of margaritas, it took them until the third quarter to play a Jimmy Buffett bumper last night. And I, I don't want to tell the folks at NBC how to do their job, but if you're playing Smash Mouth in the first quarter, don't bury Jimmy after halftime like that. Right? That was too late. Yep. I would agree. I like the fact that he got recognized, but I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Come on, man. Uh, what else do we have for you? Uh, the consternation over David Bakhtiari uh, continues, uh, depending on who you talk to. Like yesterday, we talked about it. Uh, I was listening to the morning show today, and uh, they, they get on us for being a little more. It's not up in arms because I'm not up in arms. I, I think we're sitting here with a little bit of an eyebrow raised. It's uh, because it's just an oddity. David Bakhtiari does not need to practice. I understand that. You do have to get muscle memory. That you absolutely positively have to do. But uh, you would assume that if he was really healthy, he would 
he would be there, at least more often than he has been. So, I, you know, again, going back to what Mike Clement said, that uh, Bakhtiari said the knee would determine what he does. So if the knee is determining what he does, and more often than not the, the knee is saying no, then you can raise the eyebrow. You know what I mean? So uh, anyway, uh, I, that's why I think there's at least on this program a little bit of consternation, but we'll, we'll wait and see, see what happens. Um, Big Chunky Bear says, is Joe Burrow and Bosa, don't they have the same agent? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If somebody out there knows, let me know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I uh, I had not looked that deep into it. Um, Rick says, uh, Minnesota's fault for guaranteeing Cousins a few years ago. Well, but Cousins at the time, remember, when you go back to when he came over from Washington, Cousins was playing good football. He just did not want a playoff game. And when he came in, he's provided everything you wanted him to provide short of playoff wins. He's got one win under his belt. In his entire career, for all the guaranteed money and all the money that he's made, he's got one playoff win. They beat New Orleans, down in New Orleans, and that's it. Beyond that, no other playoff wins. And it's not all his fault. You know, I look, I'm I'm the first one to jump on the, uh, hey, the, the Vikings don't have a championship bandwagon. I get it. But it's not all his fault. Last year, the defense gave it up. He didn't play bad. Down a stretch, he missed a couple throws, but beyond that, he didn't play bad. It was the defense that was terrible. So I look, you know, they they paid him. He's kind of he, for the most part delivered. They just haven't been able to put it all together when they needed to. Um, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Jason says Andy Reid's going to be running helicopter plays and dancing in the Super Bowl while you try to erase them week one. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so only for the fact for two reasons. One is I I, I still think that they weaponry-wise, they lack a little bit. And secondly, to be perfectly honest with you, it's very difficult to repeat. You just look historically in the NFL, it's very difficult to repeat unless you are an absolute dynasty like we saw with the Steelers and then with the Cowboys, we saw with the Patriots. We've seen that. But it's very difficult to repeat. It just is. It's a different dynamic. It's a different collection of guys. It's it's uh, a different feel. What whatever. I mean, it just it, it's very difficult to repeat. That's the reason I would say that. You know, probably most likely the Kansas City Chiefs, while they still may go to an a, ever since Patrick Mahomes took over, they've been in the AFC Championship game. Think about that. The last five years, they're the ones. It's But it's just difficult to repeat as a champion. They may get there. Not saying they won't, but it's very difficult to repeat. Um, Chris says uh, if uh, the Chiefs were smart, they'd go and try to trade for Mike Evans. Uh, I just don't know if Tampa Bay's ready to get rid of Mike Evans yet. That's That's the guy that everybody's talking about. You're right. But I, that, that, I just don't know if, uh, if Tampa Bay is ready to get rid of Mike Evans just yet. But that's that's what we were talking. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want your voice to be heard? That's the way to do it. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. In a Quick Trip, don't forget to use your Quick Rewards card. 
Stopped there today. I grabbed a couple of Gatorades just in case. And uh, also uh, grabbed a little gas and one breakfast sandwich, and it was out the door. And the cool thing about it was is the breakfast sandwich today was free because I built up some points, uh, mainly because of all the gas and everything that I've been buying regarding diesel. But that being said, uh, Quick Trip, always something good going on over there. And maybe you walk up and down the aisle and you see something you like and you go, oh, wait a minute. You buy two of these, you get 15% or 15 cents off per gallon at the pump. Or you buy this. Or you order food in advance, and you get this. Oh, they've got all kinds of rewards. So stop in for bread and milk and eggs and butter, bananas. Or maybe you're like me, and you stopped in last night. You filled up a little bit. Maybe this morning you got a breakfast sandwich. Maybe you got something out of the beer cave. Whatever it happens to be, Quick Trip, that's the place to go. Thanks to our friends at Quick Trip. This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 9-30-2023. That's where he's at. Yeah, football's a very competitive sport, and some guys rise to that competition and some guys don't. So that's basically all I have to say about that. Welcome back. That's, oh. Tell you what that, what that was coming up here momentarily. This portion of the program uh, brought to you by our friends over there at Stenny, second and National Walker's Point. When the Brewers are back, you can catch the shuttle. When the Packers are back, you can catch the shuttle. Brewers back, catch the shuttle. And if you just want to watch the game this coming weekend uh, between the Bears and the Packers, uh, that is a great place to do it. And uh, they are voted, again, one of the best Bloody Marys that are out there. They haven't even entered a contest in eight years. They came in right away and took second. People got all mad at them again. That's how good their Bloody Marys are. Just award-winning time and again and again and again and again. So that is Stenny's second in National Walker's Point. The new one coming on uh, Watertown Road in Pewaukee. Hopefully they get that thing open soon. It's been a nightmare of, uh, you know, trying to trying to deal with permits and such. But uh, they're working through it, getting it done, and it'll eventually open up, and uh, we'll be there. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Stenny, second in National uh, Walker's Point, and as they say, you should be here. So let's do this. Let's play that again, and uh, we'll tell you what it was. This is... This is Adam Stenovich talking about Yash Nyman. Where does Yash kind of fit into the puzzle right now? Yeah, right now he's a backup tackle for us. Um, and that's, that's where he's at. And football's a very competitive sport. And some guys rise to that competition and some guys don't. So 
that's basically all I have to say about that. That is damning. Damning. That is uh, about as much of a mic drop moment on your career as you can possibly get. In other words, Yash had all the opportunities in the world and just never took advantage of it. So while he's there and he's on the team, he's uh, he's just a backup. That's almost... Remember when Aaron Rodgers was asked about Amari Rodgers and he said, he's a punt returner now, I think, right? That was as damning as damning gets. Stenovich yesterday saying that about Yash Nyman. That is, oof. That is, that is, that is not good. I don't care who you are. If they said that about the ball boy, the ball boy better be looking for a job. Uh, I I really thought that Yash Nyman would come in and just fight and scrap and claw for the uh, for the right tackle job, and because it's money, man. If he would have earned that, he it's money. And now, nah, baby, nah. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. When you heard that, Grant, what was your thought? Well, I, I talked to, uh, with Mike about this on my show last night. Why is Adam Stenovich so fired up? It's not like some reporter asked him uh, like a boundaries-pushing question. Sometimes when a reporter really pushes and pushes, the coach will push back a little bit. That's not what happened right. here. This is a simple Q&A. Look, right. I, I don't know. That tells me that Stenovich has frustration with Nyman behind the scenes, and he's letting that frustration out in a press conference. It's very bizarre. I don't know why right. that happened. That is, um, that you know, now I will say, sometimes coaches will say things behind closed doors and uh, already to that particular player, or I don't want to say the disdain, but say say their frustration, say that, say that they know that player has something in them, and they're figuring out a way to light the fire. And they've already talked to him about it, but it just hasn't materialized, so they drop something in the public and all of a sudden, you know, and nothing overly derogatory and nothing that hasn't been said behind closed doors, but something that's going to publicly kind of light the fire under you, you know, maybe that, maybe that's what Senevich is doing where they've tried everything. They know he had, they kept him on the team for a reason. They know he's got the ability. We saw him perform at left tackle when Bakhtiari went down. And then all of a sudden it's like, he just stopped. He stopped ascending. And maybe the coaches feel like, hey, dude, you, your, your ceiling is higher than what you're, what you're working towards. And you, you can't rest on the laurels. You can't rest on the ability that you've already shown. You've got to continue to get better. And maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe he's dropping that out there so, you know, so he hears this and we're talking about it and his family hears it and they're saying, hey, what's going on, Yash? You know, why, why are they, why are they t- talking to you and talking about you this way? And so he goes down and starts to show something. You know, maybe he just works a little bit harder in practice. You know, I don't know. But when you hear that, it's like, damn. What did he do behind closed doors? Or maybe what didn't he do behind closed doors to warrant that? So Yash Nyman, uh, I, I, to say he's in the doghouse might be putting it relatively mild. I'm not trying to create drama or anything. I'm just spitballing, Bill. But do you think there's any frustration with some of these younger offensive linemen like Nijman? They're trying to ascend and get a starting job, and 
Bakhtiari's been on and off and in and out, and he never practices. And all these young guys are like, so, so just so we get this clear, we come in Monday to Friday, do the dirty work, get the game right. plan ready and installed, and then we're just supposed to get out of the way on Sunday and let this guy waltz in and play. I can see where there's a little frustration. They're not saying that's what it is. I'm just spitballing. Yeah. Um, no, I I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility. If if indeed your your youth uh, your youth ego, we all have an ego when we're 21 versus when we're 41, and we all have an ego over 21 when we're 31. So it changes because your understanding changes, your knowledge changes. You figure you're an adult when you get to 18, and then you look back on uh, the age of 18 when you're 27, and you go, boy, I didn't know anything. And then you look back on the age of 27 when you're 35 and go, I was still a horse's ass back then. And then when you get to 41 and you look back on 35 and you're like, wow, I still am learning, you know? And so maybe your 21-year-old or 23-year-old ego is saying, you know, psh, I'm better than this guy. I got two good knees. Why aren't they playing me here? Why am I, you know, maybe you give up a little bit because you feel like you're always going to pound against the ceiling, not realizing that, hey, this guy with the bad knee is going to be gone. Sometimes guys look at it as an opportunity to say, this guy is one of the best. He's been voted to the Pro Bowl numerous times. He is a pro bowler, an all pro. Got to pay attention to what he does and what he has to say. Or it could have been alienating because he was Aaron Rodgers' handpicked guy and he kind of got the carte blanche because of Rodgers. And we're out here killing ourselves, like you said. We're out here busting our own ass and we're not getting that recognition. We're not getting it handed to us. We, you know. But then again, Bakhtiari had to work for it when he was their age. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. That, that's a great question. But Yash Nyman right now, the backup right tackle. The backup right tackle. Think about this. Yash Nyman. Now, don't forget, Yash Nyman, go back to 2019, he was he didn't get drafted. He was just a college free agent that came in and earned earned a job. So he's been kind of an underdog. But maybe he's pounding against that door consistently, and he's like, what do I got to do to get in? And then finally he just felt like he wasn't going to get in uh, because of, quote, the draft choices. And maybe he – has now taken it upon himself to to dog it a little bit. Maybe that's what they're trying to do is light the fire again. And Zach Tom, who is more right guard than right tackle, but Zach Tom came in and he's a draft choice. He's a fourth-round guy. Sean Ryan's a third-round guy. He's still sitting the bench too, but maybe he just felt like Zach Tom had the job handed to him rather than earning it the way he did. But I I, I don't know. I'm only spitballing here, but I, I, I can see that. I can see a little bit of the ego playing into this, but – Whatever it is, Yash Nyman had the mic dropped on him yesterday in that press conference. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, that that's that. And, and by the way, there's one of two ways that can go. We'll talk about that when we come back. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at the Four Seasons Island Resort. And uh, the leaves are going to start falling. They already have. I came home yesterday. And there were leaves on the street. There were some leaves in the yard. And it's making me sad. It really is. Uh, and mainly because we've been so dry, and I get that. It's, the leaves are going to fall a little bit earlier this year, but still, it just, yeah. Ugh. So eventually, it's going to be beautiful beautiful up there on the island. You want to take your UTV, your ATV, you want to head up there, you want to enjoy the fall. They do so many different things come the fall, and you can still get outside and enjoy it, still get outside and play a couple rounds of golf, or inside and hit the pool, hit the sauna, hit the jacuzzi, whatever it happens to be. They have the diamond room for great food. They have the lounge upstairs for the wine and cheese flights downstairs for the Boundary Water Sports Bar and Grill. So many things at the Four Seasons Island Resort. And it's got all the historic lore from years ago 
That's our friends over there at the Four Seasons Island Resort. 715-938-5110. Call Barb. 715-938-5110. Use the promo code Michaels15. Get 15% off your stay. It's that simple. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Buckle up. It's all systems go at Pottawatomie. Plug in to high wattage play and you could win an all-electric BMW i7. Play now through September with your club card. Prize drawings on Thursdays. There's a shocking $800,000 in total prizes on the line, including the luxury BMW i7. It's time to electrify your drive. Only at Pottawatomie Casino Hotel. More info at paysbig.com slash BMW. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. have you back thanks to our friends over there at veterans america james mercado and the gang helping uh helping you achieve your dream own the land you defend that's what they say own the land that you defend that is our friends at veterans america uh give him a call give james a call 262-745-3333 262-745-3333 and uh and just uh kind of you know ask them how they can help because they can zero down payment no pmi uh the credit requirements aren't nearly as stringent as traditional banks and credit unions so uh, get a hold of james over there at veterans america own the land you defend 262-745-3333-262-745-3333 uh coming up in the next hour uh we are going to hear from uh from joe barry and uh hear about uh you know his thoughts when it comes to his defense and such. Also, we got Rich Basaccia coming up a little bit later on. We'll hear from Matt LaFleur as well. So we got a whole lot of stuff today. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, our buddy Tyler Dunn from GoLongTD.com. He's going to be joining us uh, about an hour and 20 minutes from now. And then you've also got to Mike Clemens, who's going to round out the last hour of the program today also. Uh, Jack says, uh, did you figure out the Travis Kelsey situation with your fantasy football team? I did. <laughs> Um, I still got guys. I mean, my entire bench is uh, Jared Goff. Uh, I did not uh, play last night. Uh, instead, I've got Aaron Rodgers going on uh, Monday night against the Von Millerless defense of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but I ended up sitting uh, Travis Kelsey, and I've got uh, God. Who did I go with? This is I'm going to bore the hell out of you here. Drake London out of Atlanta. T Higgins out of Cincinnati. Uh, a Quan, a Quanco, uh, a Quan, a, 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 how do you pronounce it? A, a Conco, Chig, a Conquo. Oh, now Aconquo. I'm getting it wrong. Chig, a Conquo. A Conquo. Yeah. A Conquo. Yeah, yeah. uh, I have him as my, my tight end from Tennessee, but I've got Mechie and Parker, uh, Mechie in the flex, uh, uh, playing against, uh, out of Houston, playing against Baltimore. And then I got, uh, Devante Parker, uh, playing in the flex against Philadelphia, but, uh, the problem is both of them are questionable for the upcoming game, and that, that's my bench. That's it. So uh, I'm uh, I'm already kind of screwed. Already kind of screwed. So uh, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey to sit him. Uh, you talk about the projection of points that he usually gets. It's oof. 
hurts me in the hurts me in the fantasy league, but we'll figure it out. Uh, this is from Kevin who says, I believe the Chiefs win if Travis Kelsey plays. That catch across the middle would have been caught. Uh, and he is Patrick's safety net. Uh, the Chiefs defense looked okay, but the Lions put the North on notice. Your opinion on Wisconsin and the Cougars game. Are you surprised that this is a national TV that uh, this is a national televised game on Wisconsin? Go pack go. Uh, not surprised. Uh, first of all, Luke Fickle comes with a lot of pomp and circumstance. And uh, the Badgers have always been, uh, coming out of the Big Ten, a decent draw. Uh, you've got your, your big three, which has always been Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and then Wisconsin. That, that's that's your big draws. Uh, and then after that, you could probably say, like, Iowa has been a bigger draw. Nebraska, certainly, with a big fan base. Uh, then you could probably throw in the lower tier of, say, Minnesota at that point. Uh, but Wisconsin's always been a, a good-sized draw. But uh, considering it's a Luke Fickle game, it's a revenge game, Wazoo shows out. Man, they, they turn out in, in full force for these kind of games when it comes to the atmosphere. So, no, I'm not uh, not surprised it's a nationally televised game, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited, to be honest. Uh, 877-867-1670 if you want to hit us up. Jimmy says... Uh, hey, Bill, boy, the comments made by Stenovich sure do sound detrimental to Yash Nyman and his development. Do you think that he goes in the opposite direction and goes into the shell? That was what I teased before the break. It goes one of two ways. And this is when you do that, it's kind of like you're searching for something. And I don't want to say it's your last resort, but you're kind of searching for something. You know, you, you, you now, unless Stenovich is this brutally honest coach, which we know everybody in Green Bay is pretty much under the guise of Red China, right? Nothing is said without them wanting it out there. So for Stenovich to say that and do kind of the mic drop on uh, on Yash Nyman, my assumption is, is that they've tried a lot of other stuff to motivate, and this might be the way to get motivated. And you're right, it could go one of two ways. It could go where he comes in and goes through walkthrough today, he's busting his ass, he's back in the – in the film study, he knows what's going on. He's He comes in a little quiet, a little angry. Or he comes in quiet and just slowly, personality-wise, just sinks away. And just says, look, I'm not even wanted here. Just after the end of the season, I'll be out. I'll move on. Whatever, you know. Something like that. But it was certainly uh, – I think you could probably call it, when it comes to the career in Green Bay, kind of a watershed moment. Because I thought he did an admirable job a couple of years ago when Bakhtiari originally went down. I thought he played pretty well, you know. And then Bakhtiari didn't, goes, didn't they start Dennis Kelly in the playoffs instead of Yash yeah. Nashman? <laughs> yeah, they put Kelly there. And Yash, I remember when, when Bakhtiari tried to come back. At the end of last season, and after Yash had done a pretty good job and been in and out and in and out, and Yash was okay, he wasn't great, but you know, it just it, it seemed like this guy was getting the job done, and they kept trying to figure out somebody better, somebody better, somebody better, somebody better. And maybe there's just they figure you still have a high ceiling because you have the ability, but maybe mentally you're not getting it or you're not putting that effort into it. Like you feel like you've arrived in some way, shape, or form. I, I, I mean, I don't know, but it, it's it's certainly. Uh, a salvo over the bow of uh, you better pull your head out of your rear end or you're not going to have a job. This reminds so me I, of when they cut Kylan Hill two years ago. I found the quote from Matt LaFleur when they asked about him. 
Uh, he said, regardless of your role, no matter how big or small, we expect guys to come to work and be supportive and own that role to the best of their ability. When you right. don't do that, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. In other words, you, you, you come ready to be a starter. You come ready to be a starter. And if you're not a starter that day, you support the guys that are. And you keep working because, you know, at some point you're going to get time on the field and you got to make the most of it. And you can't, I, boy, I almost used the term lollygag, but you can't, you can't just go through the motions in the NFL. Because if you do and you don't succeed, that means the guy behind you can get hurt. And that's your responsibility. So this might be, like I said, the salvo over the bow of Yash Nyman and his career in Greenback. We'll see. We'll see if, he, if it has an effect. Uh, coming up after the top of the hour, like I said, we're going to hear from Joe Barry. I want to hear what, what Joe Barry has to say. It's like listening to paint dry, but you got to listen. You got to listen because you got to see if there's going to be any kind of aggressiveness there. What he has to say about his defense, about the thin safety position, defensive backfield, rotation up front, all that kind of stuff, all that kind of stuff. Then they're going to get into the, what do you think of the rivalry? What do you think of the bears? You know, all, all the, the, you know, cotton candy fluff questions, but you, you get you learn a little bit. We got Rich Bisaccia coming up a little bit later on. Darnell Savage Jr. We're going to hear from as well as uh, he is your starting safety this year, and he's kind of the veteran cat back there after being in the doghouse for quite some time last year. So we're going to hear from him a little bit later on in the program. So we're loaded today, loaded. Good stuff. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show, which is coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there, Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill. Is that where you're going on Sunday? Is that where you're heading? Maybe over there. maybe you're catching the Badger game there. Maybe Brewers game tonight. They've always got something going on. Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill, Pewaukee Lake. And don't forget, I, I, I hate to say it, but come the winter months. Not only has it kind of got that log cabin feel, but they do a lot of charity stuff in the winter as well. So don't think it's just a summertime place because it's not. Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill. Lakeview Boulevard, Pewaukee. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. They are still racing down at Great Lakes Dragway, Union Grove, Wisconsin. And if you're looking for the 2024 season pass, it's on sale. Call them 262-302-2138, greatlakesdragaway.com. That's greatlakesdragaway.com. You can see everything there, all the events they have coming up. And uh, like I said, the 2024 season pass on sale. Go to greatlakesdragaway.com, 262-302-2138, greatlakesdragaway.com. Um, Jason said, I personally never thought that Yash uh, looked good at left tackle. I thought uh, he did really well at right tackle. It's not hard to believe that he's struggling with all the additional people that have been brought in. I thought when Bakhtiari went down, he played pretty well. It wasn't like he was great. He wasn't Bakhtiari, okay? That's not what I'm saying. But he, he filled in admirably. It wasn't like there was constant pressure on Aaron Rodgers, and he did a pretty solid job. And, you know, you talk to, you know, other people that rate, rated him, even pro football focus. I mean, he wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. You know, so I, I maybe he just thought that he kind of had, uh, you know, things more sewn up than he did. Um, but, you know, then again, they take him back to the other side, and they put him back over at right tackle, and maybe he thought he was going to make more money at left tackle. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what all plays into that, but – to, to, again, have Stenovich basically say, you know, that's that's all I'm going to say about that. 
You know, guys take advantage of the opportunity or they don't, and that's all I'm going to say. It was kind of like, hey, um, he has not uh, done what we've asked him to do. That's kind of the feeling you get. Um, Thomas says, didn't McCarthy do that with Eddie Lacy in the media? He did, but he more – Mike McCarthy got ripped for Eddie Lacy's comments because everybody assumed Mike McCarthy was fat-shaming because Eddie Lacy got fat. Eddie Lacy was getting big. I mean, you know, remember? He was coming down and hanging out at uh, Casablanca in northern Milwaukee <laughs> on over on Brady Street. He was coming down and hanging out at Casablanca. And, and remember, he always said he ate the China food, and he was loading up. And he was getting he was getting big. I remember hanging with him down in Cincinnati when they had that game down uh, down there at Paycor at the time. And he was coming back from injury, and he was walking around, and it was like, wow, man, you you you've got yourself uh, put on a few, you know, those nights smoking hookah and eating the China food. It didn't do him well. Before you know it, he kind of ate himself out of the league. I mean, that was kind of it. I think Mike McCarthy basically had had it. And just said, uh, you know, <laughs> what do you want us to say? This guy's getting fat. And then people got on Mike. Oh, fat shaming. Look at you, coach. Well, the coach isn't going to ask, being asked to go out there and run over people. That's not his job. His job is to coach. He can get as big as he wants. Okay. But nevertheless, it is what it is. Uh, what else do we have here for you? This is uh, uh, Rick says Hutchinson is going to be a thorn for everybody this season. I agree with that. He looked really good. He looked really good. Um, the and that's only you would assume, much like say like Rashawn Gary, he's only going to get better. He had a good move. He got he drew the holding penalty early on in that game, and then rather than calling it a fourth and and what was it fourth and short. He, they took the penalty, and then they converted the fourth and twenty something, whatever it happened to be, and it was, you know. And they go on from there. They went on to score, but uh, yeah, it was Aiden Hutchinson. Man, he was kind of a he was kind of a thorn in the side of Patrick Mahomes last night. Uh, this one's from Chris. Chris says, uh, "Hey Bill, uh, some funny stuff last night. I was watching the the football game, and then I saw the Marlins highlight. Did you see the ball boy? I felt really bad for him. I I did see the highlight. And for those who didn't know, the the Marlins are playing the Dodgers last night, and the Dodgers, um, the uh, they had a, a I don't know, it was a base hit which would have gone for a double. It was down the right field line, and the ball boy just didn't see the umpire motion it as fair ball and so the ball boy ran out and grabbed the ball and then threw it into the crowd and he's you know down the line he's in the helmet and you you see the you know the the left field or the right fielder come over to him like what are you doing and he turned around and looked and you you could just tell the guy wanted to cry you know and then you know here comes the umpire to kind of give him the quote talking to and uh yeah it was uh it, yeah, you felt bad for the ball boy i mean you know come on the guy made an honest mistake. He was like all over it, you know, like I got it, I got it. I'm helping you out, man. Don't don't worry about it. I got it. And all he was trying to do was help. And instead, he becomes one of these shameful highlights uh, last night. So, oof, yeah, I felt bad for him. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. I saw that on uh, I think it was CBS. Saw it on CBS. 
Uh, what else do we have here for you? This one, uh, Jack says, what do you think that's going to do to some of the prices going up for quarterbacks after you saw your guy Joe Burrow? Well, first of all, Joe Burrow is not my guy, okay? I lived there for many years, but I've been in this state now going on 25 years, just in case you didn't know. Um, March 5th of this coming year, March 5th, will be 25 years on the air in the state of Wisconsin. It'll be the longest I've ever lived in one place, just so you know. Um, but that being said, uh, with Joe Burrow, I, of course, Joe Burrow is going to, he's kind of, you know, up the ante, so to speak. He raised the level big time, big time. Uh, you got to figure, you know, you're looking at guys like Justin Herbert. Then you're, you know, if Joe Burrow, uh, continues to play extremely well, or say, you know, you look at a guy like Lamar Jackson who wanted all the guaranteed money. He didn't get all that guaranteed money. Joe Burrow got it, but traditionally Cincinnati has been a very cheap team and, and Cincinnati, with this year right now, now they haven't readjusted things, but right now, um, they are what twelve million over the cap. Packers twelve million over the cap. Kansas City twelve million over the cap. When you start talking about teams needing to go out and get things, you know, right? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You know, we'll we'll get back into all of that coming up. Uh, I do want to hear from Joe Barry. Joe Barry. Joe Barry uh, went to the podium yesterday. Uh, real quick, Mark says, maybe it's not the same old Lions. They pulled one off last night. Do you call that a huge upset? Not a huge upset, no. Because, let's be honest, Kansas City didn't play great. But I'm not going to knock the Lions win because Kansas City didn't play great. They beat the defending champs in KC. That's a tough feat, man. And you're right, it's not the same old Lions. But I, I also want to see the Lions grit, grit one out and win a game and win a game with, say, against a team that's, you know, at full strength, so to speak. I want to see that, too. But it's a hell of a start for the Lions, man. If you're a Lions fan, you are flying high today. You're still not getting respected because you're kind of you're of the essence of wait and see, but you're flying high today, and I'm not taking that away from you. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Still-